There is no way I'm doing that and wasting 10 hours sitting on the train where I could utilize that 10 hours to try and grow my business. Yes, I wouldn't have that financial backing in terms of the revenue coming in in the first year, but I knew that if I invested my time wisely in the first six months or so, I would be able to build up a good foundation. Welcome everyone to the Old Business Baby podcast. My name is Philip Cow. I'm a CFO and business advisor to small business owners. In today's episode, we're just going to go through my origin story, a little bit about me, a deep dive, just so that you can get to know me a little bit better. So my childhood, I was born and raised in Cabramatta. I grew up there with my younger sister, my mother. It was a tough place growing up at the time. When you think back 30 years, 20, 30 years ago, it was very troubled. There was a lot of gang and drug activity around that time. So it wasn't the best time to grow up. And I know a lot of viewers out there can resonate. So I grew up in a single mother household with my younger sister. My dad left us or when I was in year five. I haven't seen him since. And so because of that, we moved around quite a lot during my childhood from unit to unit in and around the area. We were renting a lot of the time, so it was very hard for us to find stability just because we would be kicked out from place to place. That also led to me going to seven different schools throughout my childhood and teenage years. So I didn't have that stability and it was very hard for me to make friends. My inspiration during my childhood is still my mother. I saw the hard work that she put in raising two kids alone and, you know, my sister and I weren't the friendliest of siblings, we would fight quite a lot. And so I could see that my mum was working quite hard by working two jobs, was also going through TAFE to learn English, to learn a new skill set in optical dispensing. And so, so she did the hard yards to ensure that my sister and myself had that opportunity to make it in the world we live in today. And so I always thank her for that. She taught me a very valuable lesson uh, and that money doesn't grow on trees. And so that kind of fueled me And that stuck with me just because we didn't have a lot growing up, but that fueled me to do what I do today, to get into business and to help others and share my experience now as to how they can build or get to financial stability and to financial freedom for themselves. My family now, I am currently happily married for three years. I've been with my wife, Jenny, for about 12 years now in total. So she is the love of my life. I adore her and she is my rock. She helps me and supports me through a lot of things, uh, in, especially in business. You need that person to support you and understand what you are doing. So obviously you both can reach that ultimate goal that you set. Together we have a beautiful daughter. She is 13 months as of today. She's currently teething, so we're not getting a lot of sleep at the moment. But she is the joy of my life or I've found new purpose in life because of her now. You know, being with my wife for about 10, 12 years at the time, I, looking back two years ago, I kind of felt like there was no purpose in life. It was a bit boring, a bit mundane. You know, doing the same things, running a business, seeing the same people, friends and families, uh, doing the same thing with the wife, although, you know, I enjoy, but it did get repetitive. And I felt like I had done quite a bit in life in terms of running a business, buying a home, getting married, traveling the world, living abroad, and I didn't find any excitement. All I did was work, work, work. But then my daughter came along a year ago and that really gave me new purpose in life. As cliche as it may sound, it really does. And although the first month of her being alive or in our lives was a big adjustment for 
not just my wife, but for me as a business owner, being able to let go and find that work-life balance to actually spend the time with her and understand that the reason why I got into business was so that I could increase the quality of my life. And that meant spending more time with my family and enjoying the little things that we take for granted at times. And so over the last year, I've, I've really been happy with my life and my daughter. And obviously I would love to have more kids as long as Jenny can bear it. And so very proud of my family now, family of three, but would obviously look to grow that. My mum as well now, 20 years on or 30 years on since she had me, she now is a partner in Oscar Wiley in Newtown, free plug for you, mum. She has now ownership of a business for herself, which gives her also the financial freedom, but also a sense of ownership, skin in the game, giving her purpose now that she doesn't need to look after me anymore or my sister. So it's now her new baby that she can take care of and make good of. So that's my life now and my family now. I love them and I can't wait to see them after this episode. So what led me to start or own Solve Accounting and to become a business advisor or CFO to small businesses? Well, besides the childhood and understanding that I had to, at an early age, become the man of the house and try and financially provide for my family so that my mum didn't have to work those two jobs, you know, that helped fuel my hunger for business. So in high school, I did show a lot of interest in business. I took up business studies. I did economics, knowing at the back of my mind that I would eventually get into business some way, somehow. Now, at the end of year 12, I started to apply for accounting cadetships. You'd, there would be these accounting fairs you'd go to. And I applied to, or I applied for, you know, the big four firms, the mid-tier firms, but I did get rejected from all of them. And I thought, oh crap, you know, how am I going to now make money or get a career uh, and provide for my mum? Uh, and family. So I ended up applying for Toys R Us, which I got. That was back in Parramatta Westfields when it was still running. Uh, so that was in 2008. It wasn't a lot of money. I think it was $11 an hour, but you know, it paid some bills or paid my bills anyway. So I could at least help my mum in that sense. But I still had the urge to try and make something out of my future based on the hard work that my mum had put in to get me through high school, but also wanting to get into university. I did get to business studies in UTS. But before I started the bachelor's degree, I did get a call for a good friend of mine, Kathy, who said to me, Phil, we went to the accounting fairs together. I know you didn't get in, but the one I got accepted into, they're looking for someone now. And so at that point in time, I said, thanks, Kathy, for that opportunity. I went to an interview, eventually got that interview. So it was a last minute cadetship spot that I filled. And I am forever thankful for her for giving me that opportunity because now that's set the foundation or given me the foundation to be where I am now from a business and career standpoint. So I thank her for that. So over the next eight years, I worked in public practice. Uh, I learned a lot. They work you like dogs. And sometimes it, it kind of felt like child labor um, just because I did start in 2008 during the GFC. Uh, and so every pay rise was chips or nothing at all. And there was always that excuse of, you know, we're facing a global financial crisis or whatever excuse it may be, just not, not to give you that pay rise. Uh, so I was working full time. I think my first salary was $392 
net that week, uh, per week. That was great because it did give me an opportunity to support myself and now my mum didn't have to support me. After eight years in public practice, my wife came to me, Jenny at the time, girlfriend at the time, she did say, I want to move to London. And I said, there is no way in hell that I'm moving. I'm very comfortable where I am, hanging out with my mates, trying to reach partner status at my public accounting firm, which most people don't get. But you know, you have that dream because they dangle that carrot in front of you. So she twisted my arm and finally I gave in and said, fine, I'll do it for a year. And I guess before we decided to leave, I said to myself, I'm 25 years old now. I need to think about my future, the future with Jenny and, and our family potentially. You know, what will that look like? I knew that I didn't want to be in public practice anymore because you get underpaid for the amount of hours that you put in. So I said, I need to start a business, but like most business or most individuals, when you are trying to start a business, you always have the thought of what business should I start? And when you think about that, you you really don't know what to do because you get roadblocks like, oh my God, it's going to cost too much or it's going to take too much time, too much effort. There's all these challenges, all these things that come up as you start to do more research into it. So I was at that point and finally I said to myself, you know what, why don't I leverage the skills, the skill set and experience that I have now or have attained over the last eight years and start my own accounting practice. That'd be the easiest way to start a business. Uh, And so I did that. Uh, But before I did that, I spoke to a mentor, an ex-colleague, an ex-senior manager of mine, Chris, who's a partner with Solve now. And he said to me, why don't you just join Solve Accounting? I will start to feed you and refer you work and you can start from there. And so I said, why not? I'm moving to London, got a full-time job there. Why not get my feet wet by doing a bit of work on the side so that in the future, when I do come back to Australia, I've got something, I've got a foundation to, to start off, to start my business on. And so I did that, enjoyed my time in London, Uh, For four years, I was working two jobs at the time, but it's not easy to get in business and to build something. And so those were the sacrifices I had to make, you know, the extra two, three hours a weeknight after work, after dealing with your wife, after going to the gym, after cooking dinner, you know, all those things. Uh, And then spending two hours at night, 10 o'clock at night, just to do a bit bit of work, just to build out that client base. And so during the time in London, I also had gained more experience as a financial controller and CFO for multiple businesses, multinational corporates over there. And in 2019, I decided, or wife and I decided it's time for us to move back because we wanted to get married, have a kid, start a family, all those fun things. And why not do that in Australia? Because that's the best place to raise a family. So I came back in 2019 and after living away from my mum, I moved back in with her, which was an interesting time. You know, you, you you move out and you've got the financial, sorry, you've got the independence now. You don't have your mum nagging at you, um, screaming at you for whatever reason and telling you or asking you why you're going out so much, asking you if you think her house is a hotel, you know, those things as a Asian household, you'd go through that. When I got back home, I was at a crossroads a few months in. I thought, okay, I'm living back out West with my mother, 29 years old. Do I get a comfortable job that's paying me, you know, 150, $200,000 a year, or do I pursue full-time my business opportunity with solving accounting full-time? And the thing that got me the most or that got me over the line to go into business was I thought about the one hour train ride back and forth to the city each way. That's two hours a day. That's 10 hours a week. And I thought there is no way I'm doing that and wasting 10 hours sitting on the train where I could utilize that 10 hours to try and grow my business. Yes, I wouldn't have that financial backing in terms of the revenue coming in in the first year. But I knew that if I invested my time wisely in the first six months or so, I would be able to build up a good 
foundation. And so the first year of business was really tough for me. Uh, but what I, re- what I realized was, you know, when you start a business venture and you have all the time in the world, you know, the 40 hours a week or more, you tend to have your back against the wall and understand that all this time here now is for you to go out there and plant seeds, get more work, market yourself, tell everyone about what you are doing because you've got the time to. Or you'll find an inner beast within you and start to do things or start to think outside of the box. And so, you know, one tip for anyone looking to get out there and start their own business, especially in the service industry, what I did was a few months in, I started looking at the job boards and I started applying for finance manager, finance controller roles. But when I submitted my application, I would highlight to them in the in the cover letter that I am running my own business as a CFO, as a, an accountant, and that I could fulfill that role in two or three days to sell to them that they didn't need a full-time person. And so after going down that route, I was able to land a big client who accepted that value proposition. And so at that point in time, that really gave me the foundation to grow my business. And that only took about four months or so. When you have your back against the wall, you start to think outside of the box. And so that's a good example for others. So now over the last seven years running a business, I have gained a wealth of experience and I'd say knowledge. I would say I have been successful in what I've done to build a business where you can work for me and not work for the business. And so really, I just want to share my story now and experience of others as well to the wider community and to those that are looking to start or currently still in their business journey. And those are the main reasons why I am doing. And so guys, that's a little bit about me. Hopefully you learned and can relate to me as well. For all the viewers and listeners out there, I would encourage you to tune into future episodes to learn more about other business owners and their journeys, their wins, their losses, the challenges that they're facing to see how that applies to you and if you can relate to those. If you do want to reach out to me personally, please contact me at philipwithyl at solveaccounting.com.au or follow me on LinkedIn. See you next episode. So if you're about to begin your business journey or you're currently going through your business journey, tune into future episodes so that you can learn more and find a supportive community. Otherwise, follow me on LinkedIn for more.